Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome back to the DFS Dreamer Podcast here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. I am Wes Easley, one of your hosts at Loafing It Over on Twitter. And as always, I am joined by the person who can make a mountain out of a molehill, who can make a cheap stack out of nothing, and and he can just stack up and build stacks and build stacks like IHOP. It is Pierre <laughs> at Pee Wee 31 over on Twitter. Hello, Pierre. Hey, Wes, what's going on? It's been a while since I've, I've heard that intro. Um, obviously we got another pod. So you, you first started, I'm like, wait, what's going on? But yeah, we're back. Good to be back. Good to have some NFL back in our lives. It sure is. I, you said that it's been a while and I'm telling you, man, I've, I've been having these songs just go through my head. And one, one of them's like dreamer. I'm a DFS dreamer. I don't know if you know, are you familiar with that song? I don't know. It. Don't even know the real version. <laughs> I pinpoint. It was very accurate. And another one was, it's been a while since we said Cooper Cup was enough. You know, That's right. No matter what. Aaron Lewis, Stain. I know that one. Okay, all right. One for two, 50%. That's not bad. That's not bad unless you're building a DFS lineup. You want to be 10 out of 10. You want to be perfect. Pierre, something, a uh, thought that crossed my mind. What's that? And I'm going to put this out there. I'm going to ask Rob Norton this, too, at some point on the Baseball podcast. Who's going to be the 10K player this year? Last year, because we, we, you know, we kind of pay attention to this. We, we paid attention to who 10K players were in the past. And mm-hmm. I think Derrick Henry had made it the year before. Travis Kelsey almost made it if he didn't make it the year before. I can, I, I'm not very accurate with my memory. But I don't think last year we had one 10K player. I could be wrong, but I don't think we had one 10K player last year. Who would you say is going to be able to be that 10K player this year? So it's probably going to be a receiver. Uh, you know who I want to say? But I'm probably Jefferson. Probably Justin Jefferson. I still think Cooper Cup could get there too, but I'll, I'll go Jefferson just because he's already got a, a $400 head start when you look at week one. <laughs> yeah. I, I was thinking CMC has a shot too. He's at 8700 this week. Well, that very first week. And that's what we do here on the DFS Streamer podcast. We take an early look. This this is a super duper early look <laughs> at the week at the Sunday slate. And this is week one Sunday slate. But we are like two or three weeks before even that week one. So we like to do this on Tuesday afternoon just to get an initial thought. We build a lineup. We put together a contest that you could join. It's just a five dollar entry contest. And we've mm-hmm. 20, 30 people. I can't remember how many people joined in that contest. Just a small thing. But we, we encourage you to listen every Tuesday. In order just to get those first initial thoughts while Sunday is still fresh on our minds, you know how that is, Pierre? Yeah, and sometimes it's my best thoughts, if I'm being honest. Like sometimes my first thought, my first look is the right one. And then as the week goes on, as I listen to to other podcasts and you know, just dive into the news and stuff that comes out from the NFL, I, I kind of get in my own head. And if I would have just stuck with what I said, you know, when we re- recorded on Tuesday, I would have been good. But uh, I got to get better at that this season. That's for sure. Yeah, you said Justin Jefferson is at 8800 this week, or I don't know if you said the price total, but mm-hmm. that he's above 400 above uh, Cooper Cup this year. And and Christian McCaffrey's not far behind, you know, 8700 just 100 bucks behind. And I was just thinking of his do-it-all, purpose-driven, laden offense there in San Francisco and how big of a role he had last season. And I'm wondering if he'll build on that again this year, especially with maybe those quarterback injuries that they have and, and some of those quarterback issues that Shanahan is dealing with right now. Uh, potentially. So I, I, I do like McCaffrey. Um, but even with last year when they, they brought him on, like they, they spelled him 
a decent amount. You know, Elijah Mitchell came out and, you know, he played 20, 30 percent of the snaps uh, to kind of spell McCaffrey, keeping fresh uh, for one for the playoff time. Um, I think you could start seeing some teams do that more and more with the running back position. Uh, obviously, it's being devalued from a contract standpoint. And I, I think teams are going to really start to, to try to get some of these running back by committee type of situations to where your your big star type running backs don't have to take so much abuse during the regular season. Well, I bet you as a Colts fan, you just hope they get a running back. <laughs> I don't care if it's committee oh or what. <clears throat> it's always something with us, and it's always something. But yeah, hopefully, hopefully our running back, you know, we can figure it out and, and get Jonathan Taylor in action. But I mean, if not, you know, Zach Moss should be back. We got a rookie and Evan Hole. We've uh, had Kareem Hunt in for, you know, an interview. So he's still out there unsigned. So you never know what could take place. But again, it, it just helps to, to have options at running back just because they take so many hits throughout the, the whole NFL season, really. Before we jump into these games and start building some stack thoughts anyway, or some thoughts on stacks, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, let's go over to the DSTs real quick and just kind of look at the DSTs because when we build stacks, they're not really included in the in the stacking game. You know what I mean? Like we're not we're not talking about DSTs, and I know you and I like to float around the bottom just yeah. to look for that good <laughs> stack and save some money along the way. And the first one that jumped out at me, and I. It's going to be a shoot 'em up game, right? The Miami uh, Miami Dolphins at the Los Angeles Chargers. So I look right. at the Dolphins right there, and I go, you know, there's some potential for some interceptions, for some fumbles, for a lot of uh, uh, defensive scoring opportunities for the Dolphins, and they're down there at 2,500. So yeah. that was the first one that jumped out at me. Yeah, um, and that's really what defense is so tough because there's so much variance. Like all you really need is a team to, to have a pick six, and you're you're kind of set. You know, if they can somehow score a touchdown and any of these teams from 4K down to 2100 could do that. You just kind of need the the ball to bounce your way. Um, don't mind the Dolphins. Like you stated, that's probably the, the highest over under being projected right now. Um, but sometimes some of those points, you know, aren't going to come from the offense. Sometimes those points come from a defense or the special teams, which you get, you know, points for as well. Um, I even look at the Raiders, you know, down here. Um, really interesting offseason, obviously. You know, their car's not there. Josh Jacobs is holding out. You know, they still got, you know, Max Crosby there on the defense. You got Denver, who we really don't know, you know, what Russell Wilson's going to do or how much Sean Payton's going to change, you know, that offense and that team. Their offensive line hasn't looked great in the preseason. So even the Raiders down at 2,300, I think, could be a a pretty good week one uh, type of, of defense to play for cheap. And if you do, you don't stack defenses, but you can't correlate with a running back. So let's say Josh Jacobs, for some reason, you know, does come back uh, before the regular season starts. That's a pretty easy correlation going with Josh Jacobs down at 7,700 against the Broncos defense uh, in correlation with the, the Raiders defense as well. Yeah, and I'm trying to think of probably or some offenses that may run into situations where they're not real familiar with the offense, you know? And, mm-hmm. and so I'm thinking about the Chargers in a new offense. The Titans jump out at me when I'm thinking about that with Derek Carr in a new offense, you know, yeah. and, and without any Alvin Kamara there either. So they may have to pass it a little bit. It's just that those Titans and, and New Orleans Saint games going to seem like a slobber knocker, you know, it's just, <laughs> right. there's not going to be a lot of opportunity for turnovers, but whenever you have Derek Carr, maybe there's a turnover too, especially with how swole he is nowadays. You see those pictures where those, AI pitchers. Yeah, he's hit the weight room, that's for sure. Man, that guy. All right, so we'll we'll move on from there. Let's go to the highest point total game, which is the Las Vegas Raiders and the Los Angeles Chargers. We got us a 50. 
We got us a 50-point game this first Sunday afternoon. I, you, you're using something else that I'm using. I'm using Odd Shark like I usually use because they have a lot of pretty little mm-hmm. colors floating around on that page. So I like to use that. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty close. I got 49 and a half on the book I use with the, the Dolphins and Chargers. So, yeah, we're right there. Half a okay. point away. All right, so this is a you know fifty point game, and I got we got two and Justin Herbert here. If we're building mm-hmm. stacks, which by the way I would suggest building multiple stacks with both teams. So that's how that's yeah. what I'm going to think about doing in all those dime contests I enter. But I, I look at this and I I I love the being able to save money with Tua Tagovailoa. That guy almost passed. He, he could pass. Who knows how many yards he's going to pass for in this game? When we've seen Tua Tagovailoa on point, I mean we're talking five hundred yards, maybe possibly a game. Right. Yeah. And, and and no running game to necessarily speak of. Nobody running away with that job right now. So it looks like it's going to be in two his hands and all to his hands. And I want to take advantage of that while I still have him under 7K. Yeah. While you still have him healthy as, as well, because I know the, the concussion thing is always going to be a, a worry, at least for me. Um, but, yeah, he's, he had a couple big games last year where he threw for 469, 382, a couple others over over 300. And when you look at the highest over under. Um, that's what people are going to target. They they want to have what what Vegas says is going to be the the highest point total. And right now that's this game. So when you have Tua, Tyreek, and Waddle, that's a pretty simple stack there. And you can run it back with a, a Keenan Allen, a, a Mike Williams, even a Quentin Johnson now, who's the the rookie there out of the the Los Angeles Chargers, and and vice versa. If you want to go Herbert, you can have any of those guys and then just run it back with a a Tyreek or a Waddle. So it's it's definitely, I think, going to be a popular game, and that's kind of the game you want. You want those potential shootouts and hope they they do what Vegas is projecting them to do. And I do like that value. I I try to listen a little bit more to – I I used to listen a lot to the camp reports and everything, and it just Mm – there's too much, too much news out there. And it just confuses you, you know? So I've stayed away from that stuff a lot. This year, I've let it trickle back into my life a little bit. And I, I like hearing the buzz on some of these names, but not from a redraft or a dynasty perspective, I guess from a dynasty perspective, but not redraft necessarily. But from a DFS perspective, I see mm-hmm. Quentin Johnson's name being thrown around out there. You see tons of highlights of him. And, and at 4,700, it seems like he could be one of those you know, off offside of the uh, forty seven hundred dollar price tag kind of thing, or forty four hundred he is. Uh, yeah. Put him, put him down there in that. Okay, he's my one off in this category, or or, or something like that. I'm not necessarily going to build a stack around him, but I may just use him as that side effect. You know. Yeah, because you really don't need much down in that price range. Um, again, we try to shoot for three times the value. Um, so if he can get you a twelve or thirteen, then you're you're pretty golden. Um, at that price, and usually rookies are are players that are a little bit underpriced early in the year. Uh, they're trying to find their their way and their footing. So if you can get out in front, like we always talk about, if you can get out in front and find someone that's already kind of implemented themselves into the offense uh, during OTAs and training camps, uh, then you could really end up with some good value. Um, I always get, I just got to be careful at value. So last couple of years, I think I've been a little too focused on value and not enough focused on upside. Mm-hmm. And uh, in order to win tournaments, you, you need upside. And for those that, that may not be new, upside is basically your ceiling. So those players that can get you as many points as possible, your your Justin Jefferson's, your Cooper Cups, Christian McCaffrey's, those types that can get you 30. Because I think the, the goal for tournaments is that you want probably four guys in your lineup that can get you 30. And then the, the other four uh, plus a defense, you know, can kind of do what they need to do 
just to get you up to the cash line. Um, but that's something I got away from these last couple of years. I was so focused on value. So I want to make sure cash games, value is great, value is fine. But if you're playing tournaments, you need to have folks with upside. You want folks that can get you 30, you know, 25 to 30 points in each position. And uh, it's a little harder to build that way, but just something I wanted to mention just as we were down here in this value range with the wide receivers with Quentin Johnson. That's all my fault. I'm sorry, Pierre. Because I, I, <laughs> that's all I do is bottom feed, and it rubs off on you a little bit, you know? You're trying. <laughs> and I've, I've told yes. you that I have to be careful of that, too. I, I really do. I have to be careful of that whenever I'm entering those tournaments because the cash games, that's fine. That's fine. I think I, I can beat 50% of the people. That's fine. Mm-hmm. That's fine. But the tournament part is where I'm like, okay, how come I'm just barely squeaking by? And and I think that mm-hmm. that's why. I take too many shots. I take too many shots. I I outsmart the room is what I is the way I always phrase it. You know, whenever I I walk into a room and I'm like, Haha, I can take all the Quentin Johnstons and just rub it in your face. No, I cannot. No, I you cannot. Can't. You gotta have some some studs. And sometimes you know the value is too hard to pass up. Right. Like there's times where value might get you thirty just because they're the the wide receiver one that week. Mm-hmm. Um, but just be careful not to, to try to jam in sure. too much and not have enough upside. Well, and that's why I say that Quentin Johnson may, may be one of those guys in my lineup. I, I, need that, I need that sidebar to kind of lower that price so I can fit in those $30 price tags that are out there, you know, or those 30-point price tags that are out there. And so I need, to, I need to be able to do that. Hey, tight end room, we're mm-hmm. talking about a big game here. There's nobody – that we're targeting in Miami, are we? Because they're they're all under three K, which is you know that, that's where I like to live <laughs> in my tight end world. But there's nobody there that we can really target, is there? I mean, it's it's tough. You, you're going to have to kind of get into the the beat writers and what they're kind of talking about what the the tight end position. Um, but yeah, there's really not anyone out. The Gasecki's gone. You know, there there might be a guy that emerges, but I mean, you're basically just flipping a coin. If it's going to be Smythe or if it's going to be Croft or any of these guys, um, so in order to not get too cute, you know, you want the upside. So I'd rather just, if you're going to play someone, try to get in Tyreek or, or try to get in Waddle if you want someone from this Dolphins offense. Okay, I think we don't have any insight on which one does the uh, gritty a little bit better, the Smith or the Croft. <laughs> well, Waddle has his his uh, okay. his penguin dance, but as for tight ends, I don't know because he wasn't very good. At the gritty himself, but he, he scored some touchdowns last week. Excuse me. I thought he did just fine for somebody his size. That was quite impressive. I thought, I thought it was good. What, what will happen if Phil Belichick sees him doing that, if he scores? Oh, boy. Who knows? Mac Jones has done it. So, I mean, oh. it's it's been done in New England. And right. Belichick, he's an interesting character. Well, now you have a chance here to say it because I know you've been practicing all year long. The next highest point total is 47 and a half for me anyway, and that's the Los Angeles Rams at the Seattle Seahawks. Pierre, who do we build a stack around on this game? No matter what. <laughs> so hopefully his hamstring's okay no matter what. But yeah, Cooper Cup, man. Um, I even feel like in like some of the redraft stuff, he's, he's kind of getting overlooked. Uh, I know Justin Jefferson had the, the really big year last year, but I mean, Cup, before he got injured, he was tearing it up. He was putting up that upside, that 20 to 30 points, basically week after week. So if he's back healthy, if he has Stafford back healthy, I think he got a plan. You look at the first, what, six weeks, 34.8, 35.8. He had a 16.4 was his down week. Then he had 29.2, 28.9, 16.7 down week, 22, 29. So his, his floor was like 17 points. 
before he got hurt in that Arizona game. So if that's the case, I mean, you got to get back on the Cooper Cup well. You got to hope that the the Rams have something to play for early on. Uh, They can keep Stafford upright. They really don't have anyone else to throw to, maybe outside of Tyler Higbee. So I feel like it's going to be the Cooper Cup show again, uh, as long as his hamstring's okay. Now, are we stacking this uh, rammed offense up because of Cooper Cup? Are we looking at our Matthew Stafford at, what is he, 5,700? Are we looking at that as as a stack opportunity, or is there just not enough weapons in there that we can uh, concentrate on to be able to build a nice, pretty stack with the Rams? Um, there's two other options. So I mentioned one, Higby, I think, okay. is one you could, you could stack uh, with Cup and Stafford. Um, again, Seattle was one of the worst defenses against tight ends last year as well. So when you add that into the fold, I do think Higby is one you can do it. And then uh, even with a, a running back, like I don't I don't mind like Cam Akers. Uh, if you want to go like Stafford, Akers, um, and Cup and try to basically take all the touchdowns from the air and all the touchdowns on the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cam Akers definitely had a, a little resurgence there after Stafford got hurt. So we don't know how much he'll be involved. But again, you look at Seattle, they struggled against the run as well. They were 30th against the run last year. We don't know if that's going to be the trend again this year. These are things that we're going to have to find out throughout the season. But if you remember these old trends, then maybe you can strike strike it a little bit hot early on if these teams still struggle to find their footing at some of the defensive positions that they struggled with last year. This seems like a nice game for a stack on either side and then be able to run it back. My question to you is on the wide receiver side with Seattle, which wide receiver is it that you want to run a, a Ram stack back with? Is there one in particular? Because DK's kind of disappointed us. Tyler Lockett always seemed like the guy, but now he's priced mm-hmm. almost as much as DK. DK's at 7K and Tyler Lockett's at 6,700. Or is it the rookie, JSN? My problem with JSN is I haven't heard as much about him from training camp. Yeah, maybe it's because he's in Seattle. I'm down here in <laughs> Alabama. I don't get to hear as much. It, maybe, But I, I haven't heard the buzz as much, and I've seen the highlights as much as maybe a Quentin Johnston. So, I mean, he's he's looked good as well, uh, he being Jack and Smith and Igba. And you got to look, they're right around that same range. We got, you know, Quentin Johnston earlier was, what, 44 you're paying uh, 500 more for, for Jackson Smith and Nigba, who honestly went before Quentin Johnson in the draft. Uh, but I do think it could be any one of these three. Uh, if you want to save, Enigma's um, the guy. But Lockett, Metcalf, both of these guys are capable of having big games. You can e- even toss in Geno if you want to go up from Stafford. He's like $400 more. Um, I, I think I lean Metcalf usually just because of his big playability. Um Lockett has it as well, but Metcalf's kind of a bigger body, faster speed, but really any of these three. And like you stated, it makes it for a a really good stacking option because you do have three pass catchers that you could really target. And then Cup's honestly a, a pretty easy run back or bring back when it comes to a stack as well. Very good, Pierre, at Wee 31 Happy to answer all your questions over there. You can also contact him over at the FI Today with a little underscore Twitter handle. Uh, I'll make sure that that gets over there to him. Mm-hmm. And if you want to ask me any questions, you probably need to look at yourself in the mirror. No, that's just a joke. <laughs> you do just fine. That's just a joke. It's a joke. Hey, up here, did you happen to join Baby Bowl this year? I did. Okay. All right. You're going to take me on in the Baby Bowl challenge as well, huh? I am. I got close last year. I was in the top 10 and going to the last week, and I just did not manage that last week like I should have, and uh, it cost me. It cost uh, me a, a spot on the podium. It's another opportunity in the fantasy community to be able to give back to charity, and mm-hmm. it's a $50 entry fee, and 
Uh, a third of that goes to charity, if I'm not mistaken. A third of it goes into the prize pool, or half of it goes in charity, half of it goes in the prize pool. I can't. I, here, I confused myself on that one time, and I've never been able to get it back. I'm sorry. It's just it's locked in my head as a kumbubble little baby. It's locked in my head like our uh, contest name is over on DraftKings. But look, some of that money goes in the prize pool, and some of it goes into charity as well. We donate to Ashley's Embrace and the March of Dimes. That is Rob Norton's baby, at Norton0723, over on Twitter. If you'd like mm-hmm. to find out some more information about joining the Baby Bowl, it's always a fun contest. It's a one-and-done kind of a contest, so it's DFS-oriented, I, I want to call it. And it really helps break up the monotony through the season. So make sure you go over there to at Norton0723 and check out the pinned tweet. I think you can find it over at the FI Today pinned tweet as well, just mm-hmm. to be able to enter the baby bowl. Uh, the the next game that has a forty seven point total, if I'm not mistaken, maybe forty six and a half. Cincinnati at Cleveland. Okay. This game fascinates me. Fascinates me, Pierre. First of okay. all, I think Joe Burrow's going to be fine. Uh, the kid the kid doesn't like to sit out games. You know, I we've agree. seen we've seen him with worse injuries playing. All right. <laughs> so I, I think Joe Burrow is going to play in this game. My my thing is, we got Deshaun Watson. I think he's a question mark at six k. I've seen highlights of him. I've watched him, and I've gone like, huh, he underthrew that one, and they've been able to make a good play on that. You know what I mean? Like, he he didn't impress me at the end of last year either. I don't know if he's going to be able to knock that rust off all the way or not. You never know. So if I'm going to stack this game up, I'm going over on the Cincinnati side as my strong stack. Yeah, it's it's tough with with Watson. Obviously, he he missed a lot of time on the field with his his own personal and legal issues, but – Full full OTAs, full training camp. Uh, we saw what he did in Houston. He was probably a, a top five quarterback uh, when he was with the Texans. So if he can find that that juice again, you know, 6K is going to be a pretty good price for him. Uh, but, yeah, I do lean, you know, Burrow as well. You, you got to hope his, his calf's okay. I believe it will be okay. Um, Chase, Higgins, you know, those are, those are the guys. Primarily Chase. Um, it's the one that you would want. And then uh, I think from a bring back standpoint, you obviously got Cooper. Uh, you got Njoku, who I feel like could have a, a good year. I, I've seen the uh, tight end targets. I even talked to, to Heath Cummings a bit about the, the tight end targets with Kevin Stefanski. And just it's it's basically about 3 to 4% above the league average. So Njoku should be in play. Then obviously Nick Chubb. Um, no Kareem Hunt now. So I, I feel like they might even get Nick Chubb involved in the passing game. If mm-hmm. so, look out. Because for some reason in DFS, People don't want to play Nick Chubb. He's less than 5% roster, yeah. 5% owned every single week, and he he's going to get you 20-plus. So Nick Chubb's definitely uh, in play for a bring-back standpoint if you do go with a Bengals type of stat. Would you rather play a Nick Chubb or a Joe Mixon on this Sunday? Chubb. I don't, I don't know. Mixon looked washed to me. <laughs> That's just That's me. True. I know he's cheaper, but when you look at his, his, his totals last year, he basically had like two – Two two solid game. Mm-hmm. He had a a twenty three, which was in the playoffs. Uh, besides that playoff game, he hit twenty twice, a twenty one week one, and then a fifty eight, which basically was the, what carried his his season was the the fifty eight point week against Carolina. Woo! He got four of his ten touchdowns in that one game. <laughs> If you played Joe Mixon that game, boy, you were just elated. You were giving one of those Charlotte Ric Flair woos. You know, that's what you were doing. Uh, uh, Chris Evans is making my radar in redraft leagues and stuff. I just Chris Evans is out there. Uh, I, I love snatching him up if I possibly can at best ball tournaments or anything like that. Pierre, I got to ask you about Elijah Moore. 
I've, I've I've heard the waves. I've heard the noise. I've seen everything. I think he's questionable, but I don't know if that's that, I don't think that's an injury injury. Uh, yeah. I think he'll be fine by week one. But man, he just seems to be being highlighted in that offense. And so at thirty eight hundred, you know how I like to look for those cheap options. And I look at that one, and I'm going, wait a minute. They're handing him the ball. They're throwing him the ball. They're doing a lot with him in the ball. It's true, and so you you have to hope that they use him more than the Jets did. And so far in camp, it, it seems that way. So if that's the case, 3800 really good price. Uh, again, you got to think he's going to have a better quarterback because I, I feel like Deshaun Watson's clearly better than Zach Wilson was. So that's in his favor as well. Um, you just really hope that he's on the field, that he's getting the opportunities right now. That seems to be the case. So we'll, we'll see if it continues to play out that way. Uh, he's listed as the basically the slot starter. Uh, inside um, Donovan Peoples-Jones and Amari Cooper. So 3,800, if he's actually involved and if the the hype is real, then that's a really good one of those week one prices that you can take advantage of because he's priced that way one on a new team and how he kind of finished and ended last season with the Jets. Do we have to wait on seeing if Herb Smith Jr. can correlate himself into the Cincinnati Bengals offense? We just got to wait on him. 3,600 seems like a pretty good price for a a tight end with his potential. That's a potential, but I, I haven't seen the potential necessarily yeah. on a consistent basis. Yeah, it's it's tough because, I mean, Burrow kind of spreads the ball around right. when he when he needs to, but sometimes that's really not to tight ends. He's spreading it around to to Higgins and to Chase and the Boyd, even the you know P Ryan and mixing it out of the backfield. Uh, tight ends will have a a solid game. Um, here or there with Burrow, but they just don't seem to have a lot of the the boomer bust games. Even last year, uh, Hayden Hurst, I believe, was a tight end there. He only saw more than, what, 10 points, more than 11 points twice. He had a 16-pointer a in the playoffs, and then he had a 17-pointer uh, week five. So that's really just two. If you can get one of those two, great. But, I mean, Burrow's looking for the the big guns down the field. Philadelphia Eagles at New England Patriots is a 46-pointer right here. So let's go over to that one, Pierre. Yes. And it, it really seems it really seems simple to me. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna that if you're gonna go, <laughs> yeah. Well, and and here's the thing though with Philadelphia against New England, New England's had the film. They they got all the information. They they they've been practicing. You know, it's it's the New England Patriots defense. Can yeah. we are, are we worried about them stifling Jalen Hurts? No, but I hope others are. Okay. And what I mean by that is, so this is one of those games that I think the Eagles might be lower rostered than they they will be the rest of the year. Mm. Um, so if you can get all of a sudden Jalen Hurts, you know, really MVP candidate, could have won it with A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard. If you can get them under-owned, like you're you're smashing the buttons. Because everyone's going to think about, you know, the Bill Belichick defense, the Patriots defense. And, yeah, I mean, they can they can have, you know, solid games, but the Patriots can also give up points. And if people aren't playing Jalen Hurts, um, who's capable of doing it on the ground and through the air, um, people aren't playing A.J. Brown, who was another one that was pretty low rostered throughout all of last year, even though he had some really solid games. And you can get them for, you know, what, 5% or less. I mean, you got to you gotta lock them in. Because just you know what they're capable of. You know they're they're able to score points. So if you can get that when no one else has them, that's what you want. Okay. That sounds good to me. You convinced me. <laughs> because <laughs> we, if there's something you and I have learned and, and observed, 
yes, we're afraid of defenses. We respect defenses kind yeah. of a thing. But at the same time, we don't care. I mean, I, like Cooper Cup, no matter what. I don't exactly. care who he's going up against. I don't care what it is. We're talking about Jalen Hurts right now. Who's th- That team was dominant last year in the season. Uh, they, they almost won the Super Bowl uh, under some scrutiny. They lost the Super Bowl. But, you know, th- we're talking about a team here that have put up multiple points week in and week out, tons of points, not mm-hmm. only fantasy-wise, but in the regular season, just the regular scoreboard kind of uh, points as well. Here's the thing. It, it, we're going to stack them up. I think it's got to be A.J. Brown. It's Devonta Smith. And I'm going to leave Dallas, Dallas Goddard off to the side a little bit there on that. Yeah. I'm not going to I'm not going to do any running backs because I'm not sure what that running back room is doing. I'm not <laughs> yeah. sure that they know what that running back room is doing. And it I sounds like Gainwell early. Just, it, just no, right no, no, now, no, that's what it sounds like. You're absolutely right. And if I got to if I'm if I'm like struggling for running back and I'm building a stack maybe with that Miami Charger game or something as well, mm-hmm. Gainwell might be that guy I slide in there to save a couple of dollars because he really seems to be. The veteran in the locker room, the presence in the locker room, which, you know, this narrative is always there. Let's give our guys the respect. Yeah. Uh, and, and so it would be a Gainwell thing. Plus, he was pretty impressive during the playoffs and towards the end of the season anyway last year. Yeah. So if, if we do stack it up with Philadelphia, is there any run back option? <laughs> um, we, probably with Mondre. Like, I, I think you could run it back well for running back. Um, usually you don't because, you know, running backs aren't as involved when a team's trailing if they get down behind. But Ramondre is one that that catches passes. Even with them signing Ezekiel Elliott, I, I think Ramondre is still the, the top guy there in addition to the fact that he, he catches a, a good amount of balls out of the backfield, which is something you want. Um, even so, if you're, you're trailing because he's going to be on the field more than you know, a Zeke unless it's for pass protection, which I don't see that taking place. So, yeah, I think Ramadre would be a, a good run back. From a receiver standpoint, I mean, you could try a, a Juju. Um, I probably wouldn't just because the the Eagle secondary was so good Yeah, <laughs> last year. Uh, yeah. That is a secondary that I, I try to avoid. Yeah, they can give up points. We we obviously saw it in the, the Super Bowl itself. But on average, their, their secondary is a lot more frightening than the, the Patriots secondary. So I would be more concerned with their receivers and probably just go Ramadre, if not maybe a, a tight end like a Gasecki or a, a Hunter Henry that could go under the radar. I think I'd just play the Eagles naked in this game. There you go. You can. You don't always have to bring it back. You don't You don't have to force it. We, don't, we won't force it. Okay. Hey, let's just start back here. Uh, Tampa Bay at Minnesota. Let's, let's go in order now because all the other numbers have really jumbled up in my brain. So Tampa yeah. Bay at Minnesota. We'll talk about the players that we think from this game that we should maybe look at. Uh, Tampa Bay stacks are going to be pretty cheap. They're, they're going to be pretty cheap, and rightfully so. We're, we're not interested in a Baker Mayfield if he starts uh, over Kyle Trask, are we? I don't. I don't think so. I like someone at 4,900, but it is not Baker Mayfield. Okay. Uh, the running back room in Tampa Bay, Rashad White, 5,500 seems like a good good yeah. number there because they're not talking about anybody else there and doesn't seem like anybody else is able to get work there. Other than Rashad White at 5,500, uh, even Baker knows how to dump the ball off. He does, and and they might be run heavy for all we know. Um, that's what the Rams did when when Baker kind of got his chance You know, last year. They, they, they started running it with Cam Akers. So I do like Rashad White there. Um, I think that's a good price at, at 5500 It's really hard to pass up Chris Godwin, too, at 5900 Mike Evans is sitting there at 63 That seems to be too expensive for the threat that he usually is downfield mm-hmm. and everything. I don't think Baker's going to be able to do that. But Chris Godwin in that short intermediate area at 5900 looks like a good value. It's hard to pass that up. 
It is, especially again, you look at what the the Vikings secondary did last year. They struggled. Yeah. So if that bleeds into this season, you know, Godwin's price is probably going to be up in that 6K range uh, most of the year. So this might be the cheapest that he gets unless, you know, Baker stinks. Then he could come down a little bit. Boy, and that Kate Otten, even at 3,300, he had so much work last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just, it, it just feels like I, you can stack up this game from the Minnesota side with a Kirk Cousins, with your Justin Jefferson, and then find a Chris Godwin or maybe even uh, you know a Kate Otten if you wanted to be really contrary in there, I guess, and, and really run this back pretty well. Yeah, I think so too. And then even with with Cousins, like you, you obviously want Jefferson, but there are other two receivers are pretty good price. You know, you look at Jordan Addison, the rookie. He's down at 5,100. Uh, K.J. Osborne, who I expect to be the early on right receiver, too, is all the way down at 4,300, so I don't mind him. And then, I mean, you got Hawkinson as well. A little worried about the the vertigo type mm-hmm. stuff that they're saying that he's having. Like, that equilibrium stuff's crazy. Um, you can see careers kind of ruined if folks, you know, can't get their balance, even more so in a football field. So uh, be careful with Hawkinson there. But otherwise, yeah, um, I do like the Vikings and – it's pretty simple and easy to to have a bring back at the the price of some of these books. Yeah, and that Jalen Rieger, he's down there at three K Pierre. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I said it. All right, let's go to the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Indianapolis Colts. I know you're excited about this one, and let me tell you something, brother. Uh-oh. Anthony Richardson has been named the starting quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts. Yes. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. That guy, playing him on DFS slates all by his little lonesome at 5,600, seems like a thrill that I want to have on that Sunday. Yeah, that's going to be a tough decision for me. <laughs> um, this, even like the preseason, like you can you can see some things. Like he's he's so big, for one. Like his, his first run against Buffalo, he just ran a cornerback over out of bounds for no reason. It was on like a four-yard game. He just plowed him over like, this is me. <laughs> Um, he's got some zip on the ball. Uh, should have had a touchdown if Alec Pierce wouldn't have dropped one. And I, I feel like Pierce could be a, a sneaky stacking option with Richardson just from a, a deep ball alone. If you can get a couple deep shots, he catches one. Um, he's going to pay it off around 3,800 himself, I believe, if I remember correctly, for Alec Pierce. Uh, but he also has the rushing upside. And that's something I really love uh, from a DFS standpoint right now. The, the running quarterbacks just have such a better ceiling and floor just because they're able to get you some points on their legs. Obviously, the preseason's vanilla, so we're not going to see a lot of that right now. But out of camp, they're running so much RPO um, with Anthony Richardson, which is your your run-pass option. It's just going to be exciting to see what he can do. Sure. Um, I'm not sure what's going to happen with Taylor. I would rather have Jonathan Taylor there just to give an additional threat to that RPO. Uh, But even so, if the offensive line plays better, 5,600, uh, has some Justin Fields type upside. Yeah. Um, I really like Anthony Richardson, and I I really like the quarterback on the other side as well because he torches the coats. Okay. All right. We're gonna put that in. And the thing I like about Anthony Richardson, Justin Fields last year at the beginning of the season was really handcuffed by those Indianapolis Colts defensive coordinators over in Chicago. Is what he was whenever mm-hmm. they started coaching the Bears. I don't think that's gonna happen here. We're talking about some huge numbers that I can't. What, what's your head coach's name? Shane Steichen. Steichen, yeah, Steichen gave to Jalen Hurts whenever he just kind of turned the reins over. If they're going to use that same philosophy, 5,600 is so cheap for Anthony Richardson. you got to build a, a, a naked stack with him somewhere in that DFS slate. For me, I have to anyway. You talked about the Jacksonville Jaguars. 
I love Trevor Lawrence too. Uh, mm-hmm. 6,500 seems like a cheap, uh, he's going to be in that 8K range. He has so many weapons this year. Oh, and I goodness. think it's a, I think it's an easy stack. I, 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 I want Calvin Ridley because he, they're kind of, it's kind of their new toy a little bit, but yeah. Christian, Christian Kirk at 5,600 oh, yeah. jumps off the page at me. So simple, so easy. Trevor Lawrence and Christian Kirk. And that connection that they had with Evan Ingram last year, Evan Ingram at 4,700 seems a bit expensive to me at a tight end position with all those other weapons and not mm-hmm. knowing necessarily who's going to get those touchdowns because there's so many people that could get them. But I think Christian Kirk is one of them. Yeah, that's the concern now. He added Ridley to the equation. Like there's only so much ball that can go around. Um, ETN will still be involved. Obviously, they got Tank Bigsby in the backfield yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. But I, I do, I do lean Kirk. I, I think he has a fun, safe price in that 5600 range. The one thing that I'm curious is how, what sets are they going to run? Um, because most of training camp, Kirk's been in the slot, and the the two outside receivers have been Ridley and Zay Jones. Um, so if they're having two right receiver sets, the the training camp says it's going to be Zay Jones and Calvin Ridley that are on the field. I think they'll do some a lot of three wide receiver sets. They paid Kirk a lot of money a season ago, so I feel like they're going to have them on the field as well. Um, but, yeah, that's just something to keep in mind with just kind of the sets there. Uh, but I, I do like uh, um, Christian Kirk the most out of that, that threesome at receiver for the Jaguars. Okay, very good. And even Evan Ingram, right? We're going to prefer him over an Evan Ingram right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, Ingram got he got a little contract, so I'm just I don't know. I don't yeah. know. If I'm going to do a tight end, honestly. I've looked at week one, and I have to. <laughs> it's a tough well, one. Well, and that's why nobody's nobody. I'm not sitting there like nobody's convinced me yet. And so I'm going okay. Well, maybe I need to be down here at the bottom on tight end and make up for it in the other areas, right? Uh, we got right. Carolina and Atlanta next there on the list here. Uh, boy, oh boy, Terrence Marshall makes me mad. I mean, it's not Terrence Marshall. I know it's not his fault or anything, but boy, oh boy, I was wanting yeah, some things out of there. Uh, so let's go number two guy here, DJ Shark. That, it seems do, like that do, might be do, 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 DJ yeah, Shark, It seems do, like that do, do, might be the guy. And at 3,900, if we're going to go with Bryce Young, listen, you hear that? Yeah. I'm at the table. I'm oh boy. at the table. Bryce Young, he's he's one of the smarter quarterbacks I've ever seen. Okay? okay. Play college football. He's smart. He has the physical tools to back up his smartness. That didn't sound very smart for me. But <laughs> he has the physical tools to be able to back that up as well. And I, I watched some of the, you know, a lot of snaps in their preseason game, week one and everything like that. Yeah. But he takes what the defense gives him. Okay, he takes what the defense gives him. That's what he did at Alabama. He was able to exploit weaknesses on the other side of he's great. So to me, fifty five hundred, I still I don't want to purchase that one. But I am looking at a DJ Shark maybe as the run back. Or here's here's even a brilliant option. Hayden Hurst at three K. Right. Bryce Young is going to take what the defense gives him. And if they give him short little intermediate passes, if they run in some zone and say, let's see if the rookie can pick us apart and Hayden Hurst can find that open spot in the zone, bam, right there, 3K, right there. That might be our tight end, Pierre. Might be my tight end. I mean, speaking of bam, he took some shots. And that was that's what was concerning to me on that preseason game. He wasn't in there long. But when he was in there, he was getting crunched. Like that offensive line looked so bad. Mm-hmm. And so that'd be my concern um, a bit with this offense. For one, can they keep him upright? But also, especially with like a DJ Shark, like is he going to have enough time to, to push the ball down the field? 
Correct. behind that offensive line. I don't mind Hayden Hurst. Uh, tight ends tend to be kind of security blankets for your, your rookie type of tight ends. We saw it with Brock Purdy kind of getting Kittle back into the foot last year as well. Um, one cheap guy I like on this offense, though, if, it, if I'm looking at receivers, uh, the rookie Jonathan Mingo. Um, right now, he's he's slated to start um, with Shark and with Adam Thielen right now. Uh, almost the minimum salary for a receiver. He's down at 3,200. <laughs> Uh, obviously, Terrence Marshall, you know, has got the injury now a bit as well. So if Mingo gets into the reps, gets into the the field, he's one of those Ole Miss guys, you know, A.J. Brown type build, DK, DK Metcalf type build. He's one of those types, really high um, RAS score as well. Uh, so Jonathan Mingo is one I, I'm kind of keeping an eye on if I if I need a cheap dart out of Carolina, um, 3,200 there. OK, all right. That sounds good. Bye. And, and 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 we didn't say anything about Adam Thielen. We didn't say anything about LaVisca Chenault. You know, it's just kind of yeah. a couple of names there in the past that I I just I, it's hard not to say their names, Pierre. Hey, <laughs> on, the, yeah, on the Atlanta Falcons side of things, Desmond Ritter, huh? Forty nine hundred with two mm. weapons like a Drake London and a Kyle Pitts. We're not looking. At, that's an easy stack. Or would you rather just go ahead and slap the running back like Bajan Robinson in there and just say I'm done with it? Yeah, it's probably Bijan and <laughs> being done with it. I hate tight end right now, so maybe see if you know Kyle Pitts can have an awakening at forty five hundred. But it's probably just Bijan and moving on. I I can't believe John U. Smith is on this roster. I've seen that a couple of times, and I've gone. John U. Smith is reunited with his old offensive coordinator, and I know yeah. we got Kyle Pitts Arthur there. Mm-hmm. And and but you know those were the years that John U. Smith we we knew his name. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm just, I'm putting that out there because he, he seems like maybe it could be one of those Jimmy Graham on the Bears kind of years where maybe he's the, where he's the uh, goal line vulture. I just. <laughs> you know how mad people will be if they're still drafting pits and Johnny's getting all the, the goal line touchdowns. Twitter's going to lose its mind, or I guess it's X, whatever it's called now. It's going to lose its mind. <laughs> My question is, will you give me credit if that if that does happen? That's absolutely. Absolutely, I will. Well, nobody will listen. Nobody will listen anyway. <laughs> All right. Houston Texans at the Baltimore Ravens, Pierre. We got another rookie quarterback, C.J. Stroud. He should be starting. Uh, the yeah, guy has nice. all the potential in the world, but there's uh, is there anybody that he would pass it to? I mean, we, there's nothing that we can do with this with this uh, Houston team other than maybe if we want to say Damian Pierce, but then we're looking at – the Houston Texans playing from behind. So that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to play Damian Pierce with a Devin Singletary that came into the fold as well, who will probably be splitting any kind of receiving work that Damian Pierce could potentially get. Yeah, it's tough with Houston. I don't know if I'll play any of them. The Ravens did have some issues early on uh, with, with receivers last year. They, they kind of righted the ship uh, there later into the season um, but there are some cheaper options if you feel like Stroud might tear it up. You know, you got John Mechie, uh, one of your Bama boys coming off his, you know, victory over leukemia, uh-huh. uh, which is great. He's only 3,600. Uh, Nico Collins, he's up a little bit at 4,700. But you got to think Brandon Cooks is gone now. So uh, one of these guys are going to have to emerge. Dalton Schultz was a security blanket in Dallas um, for Dak Prescott. He's he's a tight end there for Houston now at 4,600. So if they are behind, if they are forced to to throw the ball like they might be, it's it's okay to to try to to take a shot on one of these guys and hope that they get into the end zone or or get some of that garbage time yardage. Tank Dell is going to be 150 percent rostered that Sunday. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, Tank. 
Yeah, 3K. 3K. Minimum salary. Minimum salary for somebody who's making a big, pretty big splash right there. Wasn't afraid to work over the middle of the field either. You know what I mean? Like, that's, there's, yeah, there's I mean, that's, potential there. That's, those are like easy bringbacks. If him or Mechie are your bringbacks at 3K, 3,600, or even like your one-offs, you don't need much. They get in the end zone. They're going to pay it. They're going to pay off that salary. And then you can load up on some of that upside I was talking about earlier. And if we're and you know, like Mechie. Okay, let's just say Mechie. Mm-hmm. If we're going to go with that NFL narrative where they where you tell me, you told me, all right, you told me those those afternoon games, man, just watch out for them afternoon games. Those things oh, are always yeah. firing up while everybody's sitting down in front of that television. They're going to want to get Mechie a touchdown. It, you yeah. know, like that that narrative was going to be out there. Uh, what about a Lamar Jackson stack? Lamar seems to be at 8K. That means he's got hit 24 points for us. Mm-hmm. Is he going to be able to do that? Will he do that on this day with with the wide receiving core that they have? He and, can, man. He, I know he can, but oof, if, will he? Oof. I, I mean, you said isn't that great either. So I, I think, yeah, I think Lamar's in play even at 8K. Uh, you look at earlier in the year before he kind of got banged up, before the, the whole contract stuff took place. Uh, two out of his first three weeks, he put up 40-plus points <laughs> against Miami and against New England. You're getting 40 you're you're happy. You're running to the bank. So uh, yeah, Lamar's in play. Andrews is obviously a guy that's you can a, stack him up with, and then that's receivers. That's it expensive. is. That's fourteen. But, that's fourteen but, two right there. What we just talked about a three K and three point six K bring back. Okay. So you're saving money there. You can save money punting. You know, uh, defense also. So just keep that in mind. Um, and then you, you look at his receivers. I mean, who knows? I don't know what Odell Beckham still has left. He's at 5K. I think maybe their best receivers down at 4K and Zay Flowers. Uh, so there's ways you can you can save salary still and, and kind of jam in Lamar and Andrews if you want. If you want. Tennessee, New Orleans is what I want because it is time to ride that Derrick Henry train. Yep. Woo! The king. You know, <laughs> at 7,800 seems like a cheap price for Derrick Henry in my world. I don't know why, but it just seems like a cheap price. And, I, and it's not because this New Orleans Saints run defense, that's been pretty stout in the past. You know what I mean? With the Cam yeah. Jordans there and everything oh, like yeah. that, that's going to be some tough sledding. I'm looking at this game from the Tennessee Titans perspective of an ability to be able to pass the ball, especially with Ryan Tannehill at 5,200. That's pretty good. DeAndre Hopkins under 7K. That's really good in my world. And then I'm looking at a Chiga Conqua under 4K at 3,800. Man, I'm looking at that going, that's a pretty easy stack right there. I don't like it. Um, Marshawn Lattimore tends to, to kind of shut down some of your bigger receivers like Hopkins, like Mike Evans, those types. So that worries me a bit. Tannehill, I don't, I don't feel great. I also feel like they're kind of based off the run. Um, I do like they're in a dome. Uh, they could get behind because their their defense is really good in their, their front seven, but their secondary has been awful for a couple of years now. So if if Carr is able to hit Alave, hit Michael Thomas and some of his weapons, then it could turn into a, a pass throwing type of game. But I just Right now, I don't see that taking place, so I'm not I'm not too big on this game, honestly. Okay, all right. Let me ask you this: in the New Orleans Saints quarterback room, mm-hmm. Derek Carr seems like a good price at 5,300. Okay, yeah. I mean he does. There, I mean it is Derek Carr, and he's he's got that safe floor. It feels like you know, uh, and I'm not going to tell him he doesn't have a high ceiling because he's going to beat me to a pummel. 
right now. You know, he's just going to beat me up. Uh, so I don't. But but look at there. Look at Taysom Hill. Why is he listed in the quarterback room? And he also has tight end and flex. I guess uh, tight end ability. Thirty seven hundred. I can't get I can't get Taysom Hill at quarterback for thirty seven hundred. Can I? He can't. So I don't know. Taysom Hill is such a he's a wild card week over week. I I can't. I like the guy. I can't stay in the situation because being someone that's rostered, you know, a quarterback for the Saints, Alvin Kamara, those types, and then Taysom just comes in and ruins the show. Uh, it just bothers me. But, yeah, the, the tight end situation is interesting because you can get him, you know, in some of those gadget type of plays where he can maybe run in a couple touchdowns. You're great. Um, but I also like Jawan Johnson. I, I think he kind of had some spurts last year. Um, you can see, you know, Carr's had a, a Waller, Moreau that he's been able to throw to in the past. I think Moreau's even in New Orleans, too. Um, so, yeah, I, I think a tight end could be successful here. But how often are they going to take Carr off the field like they did at Andy Dalton? Yeah. Well, and, and but I, I look at it like Kamara's not there either this first week, you know. Mm-hmm. So who's going to get the goal line carries? And maybe that's what they brought Jamal Williams in there to do. Yeah, was, and, and so he can do it. He proved that last year in Detroit. But I just see Taysom Hill all over the place on this <laughs> DraftKings <laughs> on the other world. When you scroll down it, man, there is nothing but vultures in that tight end room. Jawan Johnson, Jason Hill, Foster Moreau, Jimmy Graham. They're all vultures, man. <laughs> Jawan Johnson doesn't stand a chance in redraft leagues this year. Just doesn't. It's tough. I didn't mind him before the, the Graham stuff, too. Now it's just like, what's happening? But uh, Jamal Williams could be interesting week one. We know Kamara suspended, suspended for, for three games. Uh, I think their rookie, Kendra Miller, got hurt as well. So he could be out. I think he had a. Um, at least the first week or two, he's probably going to miss as well. So it could be the Jamal Williams show uh, from at least a, a ground perspective. If Michael Thomas is healthy and he's going to play week one, <laughs> you no, I, I yes, but if he's going to play week one, if he's if there are no cues on his name at all at 5100, we saw what Michael Thomas did last year, ice cold out of the freezer. Jumps onto the field and puts up what? How many? Twenty-five DraftKings points, something like that. I mean, he had a big game, right? Am I right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he had twenty-two. Twenty. What? I did not look at that. How about this guy? How about uh-huh. me here? I've yeah, come a long way. Michael Thomas at fifty-one hundred is a bargain. Yeah, he is. If he can stay healthy, right, that's it. That's the key. We know he's good. He's had such an injury history, though, that folks are soured off of him. So if that continues to be the case against a matchup that was great for right receivers, and yeah, 5,100 for Michael Thomas is for sure a thing. I don't even care if it's a whole game. Just give me a uh, two. Uh, just give me a half of salty Michael Thomas out there on the field because he was salty last year too. He was he was putting it in everybody's face last year. That's true. Can't guard was, Mike. That's his name. He was pushing his own teammates out of the way. Get out of my way. I, I don't care. Nobody <laughs> liked me. Everybody doubted me. San Francisco at Pittsburgh, Pierre, is one of our next games here. San Francisco at Pittsburgh. We don't know what's going on. Are you going to trust a Brock Purdy? Explosive young quarterback last year, 5,400. Are yeah. you going to trust him? Nope. I got to see it. He's coming off an injury. He's going into Pittsburgh, who, who tends to have – Tomlin usually has a, a good defensive plan. T.J. Watt. Uh, on, on the side of the field. So, yeah, I'm probably going to stay away from, from Purdy week one. Boy, oh, boy. It's going to be Sam Darnold, isn't it, this year? It's just going <laughs> to <laughs> Probably at some point. I wouldn't be shocked. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, 8700 too expensive? Probably, yeah. Okay, all right. I, 
We don't like neither one of us really are crazy about Debo at fifty five hundred. We probably won't like that too much, right? No, I'd rather have I at forty nine hundred, yeah. honestly. And uh, George Kittle, neither one of us were big George Kittle fans. The volume just wasn't there. It didn't seem like fifty seven hundred. When Purdy played, that's when George Kittle kind of had his emergence. So fifty sevens, it's a lot. It depends on the rest of your roster build. But uh, since I'm probably not playing Purdy, I probably won't be playing Kittle either. That if Purdy's healthy and Kittle's healthy, and let's just say it's you know Kittle is down there in that five percent rostered range. Yeah, that sounds good, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean he's worth a shot. We know we know what he's capable of, and okay. again he's one of those players that can get you thirty. He he did it, you know, last year he had a thirty three point game. He had a couple in the mid twenties. So I mean that's what you want. You want guys that can score a lot of points, and he's on that list. San Francisco's defense is tough, but it's on they the road. Are. You know, it's in Pittsburgh. Uh, this one is a 12 o'clock game, so there's going to be, you know, a little bit of rust on the field and everything. But, man, mm-hmm. can he pick it? I'm not going to say it looks like he's taking the next level. I don't know if he has or not. <laughs> but, uh, there's, he was pretty low last year, so he can go up from there. But 5200 that's a cheap price for a starting quarterback in the league when he has weapons like Deontay Johnson and then a George Pickens who always wants the ball and demands the most of you. And then guess what? Allen Robinson's running around on the field. I don't know if he's doing anything at 3,700. Yeah, and he's not. I can tell okay. you that. Right. Um, Pickett, probably not. But his receivers, I'm potentially interested in. This is a lower total. Like mm-hmm. It's only at like 40 and a half, which is concerning. Um, but 53 and 5K um, for the two main guys that are, will be getting the ball. I don't mind that from uh, Deontay Johnson, George Pickens. Um, again, there's, these are like that mid-range. This game has good receivers that we know are good and kind of a mid-range level. So if you're not getting up to, you know, your Jeffersons, your Cups, your Tyreek types, then, you know, these are some guys that can save you a bit and perhaps give you some upside. I just don't know if these this is the matchup for them to give you upside. Right, right. Pat Fryermuth sitting at 4,100. That's one of those options if you want to be a little contrarian. What about a Najee Harris this game at 6,100? Are you worried or concerned that he's going to lose work to Jalen Warren, who just he, he seems to always be right there in the background but can never get the work from Najee Harris? Is this going to be the year that he does, though? I think I think I like Najee a lot throughout the year. Again, I don't know if this is the matchup that I like him. But, I mean, he's going to probably come in under roster just because folks are going to see that red one for the opposing defense next to him. Okay. Uh, Arizona and Washington Commanders, we have this game, Sam Howell or Colt McCoy. Sam Howell's at 4,900. Colt McCoy's at 4,800. Mm-hmm. Neither is not the correct answer. Uh, so Sam Howell's the one I was referring to earlier when I said there's another guy at 4,900 mm-hmm. that I like. Um, when we were, I think we we're talking about Baker Mayfield. So it's Sam Howell. Um, I do like him. I like his price. Um, he also has some rushing upside as well. He got to start late in the season against the Cowboys. He got you 19.3. He only threw for 169 a touchdown, but he, he rushed for 35 and a touchdown himself. If you get 19, you know, basically almost 20 for 5K, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're taking that. That's almost five. That's almost four times the, the value there. So uh, you would run to the, the bank with that with, with Sam Howe. Uh, he's got some guys he can throw it to, McLaurin, Dotson, um, I like both of those types, so I, I do like Sam Howell a lot uh, for a team against the Cardinals, so I expect this to be awful, uh, probably even when Kyler Murray gets back. 
I don't like that this is I think this is the lowest total on the slate yeah, if I'm 39, not mistaken. 39, huh? But I, I do like the the price on how because one, he he has a little bit of upside with rushing ability, but he's also gonna let you kind of jam in a couple of those studs that we've talked about earlier. Well, if you're gonna pair him up with somebody, I'm not gonna I'm not I don't want to invest a lot into the Washington football team's offense on DraftKings first DraftKings Sunday. But if I'm gonna okay. build a stack with them, I'm probably just gonna go with one. And it'll probably be Jahan Dodson at five K over yeah. Terry McLaurin. I think that that's they're 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 pretty equal. They're pretty equal. I like them both. Um I also you gotta keep in mind that they got Eric B enemy there now. So new offensive coordinator came from Kansas City, so they they might get to air it out a little bit more. We'll see. What what was their first offensive series like? It was it was a holding penalty. It was it ended up being third and thirty, and then they went for a safety. Then they- <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. He's been ripping in the guys I've heard too. Yeah. He being yeah. the enemy, so they they might be ready to play. We'll see. They need you never a know at Washington. They got a new owner. They might have just new 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 prospects. New new hope. <laughs> New hope. Boy, look at the wide receiver room there for Arizona. Where's Where's Antonio Wesley? I don't even see him on there. I can't even make fun of that anymore. Where's yeah, Where's that? There's, I know it was, but okay. So we got Colt McCoy, forty eight hundred. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least you are you saying that I can have Colt McCoy? You're not going to have any Colt McCoy, but I'm I mean, not. you got a you got a Greg Dorch at thirty five hundred. I like Dorch. I like that price. I like Rondell Moore's price. I like. You know, cousin Michael Wilson's price. I, I like some prices, but I just don't like Colt McCoy. Okay, Trey McBride, thirty one hundred. I, I don't expect Zach Ertz to play. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe yeah. he'll play. McBride's one of those tight ends that you could take a chance on too. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with Ertz. I kind of hope he gets like traded to a contender. If I'm being honest, but um, yeah, I like I like Trey McBride as well. I just I just don't like Colt McCoy. James Conner naked in this game at all? Sixty four hundred. Connor's going to be interesting because I feel like he's going to have to be like involved. So yeah, I don't, I don't mind Connor because he can catch some of the balls as well, and he's had some, he's had some good efforts also. But I don't know, it's it's a it's tough at, at 6400. I don't know what I'm going to do at running back. I want to jam in as many of these high price receivers as I can. Mm-hmm. So running back's going to be interesting, and you got a couple right by Connor. Um, that really good matchup. So J.K. Dobbins, he's back now. He's in a, a matchup. I know we didn't talk about him when we talked about the Ravens, but he's in the best matchup that there was last year against the Texans at only 6,600. Madison's the the main guy for the Vikings now. He's he's there against Tampa at 65. Aaron Jones, Cam Akers right below James Conner um, in better matchups. So there's just guys in better situations in that price range that maybe lowers the ownership on Conner, but it lowers it for a reason because these guys are in better matchups. <laughs> No, I agree. Let's go over to Las Vegas and Denver. We have two more games, and then we'll wrap it all up here. Las Vegas and Denver, Pierre. Wait, you talked about the Vegas uh, Raiders not having really an identity right now mm-hmm. and kind of not going on what's going on. Josh Jacobs not knowing what's going on and all those things. Is this a smash spot for Denver? Russell Wilson starts no. out the stack at 5,900. <laughs> not at all? Nothing's ever a smash spot for Denver just because you, <laughs> you don't know how they're going to play like. Okay. Even like that preseason game, like they struggled until like that last drive uh, right after Jerry Judy dropped one. I think he caught one for a touchdown. But I mean, you got to hope Sean Payton does something for them. But I just I can't trust them yet. I I can't do it. So it's I don't know. Dolchitz it's is a good only, price. Dolchitz is only at 4K. You know? Yeah, that, I, you know? I like Dolchitz. I, I don't yeah, mind Judy and Sutton. I just I'm worried about the Broncos. Too. I don't. I don't know if there's that resurgence that everyone thinks is going to take place. Javante Williams, I want to see him. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think he can, you know, be good. He's again one of those running backs that could be in a good price range at 5,700 if he's healthy. Yeah. I know he returned to practice today. If he's not healthy, you know, P Ryan's down there as well. So I mean, there's there's pieces. I just don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with these Broncos. Javante is defying all odds. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. if he if he comes back from the injuries that he had, this I say this quickly and everything, it's going to go contrary into everything we've seen lately, outside of Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson was the only guy, but Adrian Adrian Peterson was a freak. You know what I mean? Like like he's he's a freak, man. And you can't. I and if Javante Williams does that or Brees Hall does that. Out of what they've, out of all the things we are normal or used to nowadays, because I remember when Adrian Peterson, Adrian Peterson did that, he defied all odds. We were all saying, no, no, he can't do it, he can't do it, and he did. And and yeah. it's like, what? I, I've never seen anybody do it before. I've never seen anybody do it after. So I want to see what these guys do it. I don't believe any kind of Javante smoke coming out of Denver right now, just simply because of that. I hope he proves me wrong. I hope yeah. the kid proves me wrong. But I'm invested in Samaji P. Ryan in redraft leagues. Uh, right now, but I can't invest in them at 5,100 when it might be a split backfield, you know, and, and, and yeah, then, you're putting, then you're putting Denver in a lot of second and longs and stuff like that if Javante can't do that. So anyway, uh, what about on the other side? Jimmy Garoppolo, I know we don't like him too much. 5,300 probably. I, I don't think that you're really crazy about him. Josh Jacobs was a DFS darling last year, but we're not sure about, I, I, is it a heart issue? What, what? How are we going to say that? Ah, it's a pocket issue. It's pretty <laughs> simple. He, he wants to get paid. That's that's what it is. But, I mean, I think he's going to show up. Like, I want to say on the franchise tag, like his, his game checks are like 500 plus thousand. You're, you're going to show up. So I, I think he shows up. I think he's just kind of skipping camp, which, you know, you worry if they're going to be in shape, if he's going to be in shape. You know, sometimes some of those soft tissue injuries happen for those guys that hold out. Um, so I worry about that for sure. Um, Seventy-seven hundred, good price, you know, for Jacobs. He he was a monster uh, for them last year. He was up in eight K at some of the time as well. Devontae Adams, I still think he's one of the best receivers. Uh, is Garoppolo going to be able to get in the ball? I mean, probably. If Carr got in the ball, I don't see why Garoppolo can't get him the ball. I know he's a little banged up. Broncos have a really good secondary themselves, so a little worried about the the Raiders uh, this first week uh, with so many unknowns. So I, I probably just stay away from them unless I I fall for their defense at that cheap price. Okay, and and, and a Hooper or a Mayor? I mean, three K and twenty eight hundred. Probably not. Okay, All right. I love Mayor at Notre Dame, but I just don't know who's going to win this this battle. Pierre, our last game, which is a Green Bay at Chicago game at oh, three boy. at three and a quarter at you know an afternoon game on the first sunday <laughs> that, oh, yeah. that that has explosive written all over you know what i mean like it it just has strange oddities written all over this one you know what i mean las vegas Dude. denver kind of has that same thing just because of the history that's there and everything like that but the green bay chicago game to me it's like all eyes will be on this one what is it, what what are the nfl uh writers got proof for this one i don't know what they're gonna do all i know is that justin fields has not thrown an incompletion yet in the preseason he's th- he he's thrown for three touchdowns and and he has <laughs> here we go yeah baby let's go or maybe it's two touchdowns i don't know it was two. Um, yeah it's two uh but justin fields at 7700 I, I don't want to say it's too rich for me but i you know how i am that's my guy and all I'm going to find somebody cheaper. I'm just going to find somebody cheaper. I love Justin Fields this year. I, I've tried to draft him everywhere, if I'm being honest. 
Um, I got him in fishbowl. I think I got him in biscuit bowl. I, I may have him in lightning round fancy. I don't know. I got him a lot of places. Um, so I'm hoping that he he plays well. Uh, maybe not to the point where my household isn't happy, but uh, 7,700. I mean, you can still play him but again. Upside, upside, upside. Yeah. Last year there was about four four or five quarterbacks that you ultimately could have played every week to to kind of take down a tournament. Uh, Fields was one. Once you got past like weeks what, six or seven, Fields was one of those guys. Uh, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Josh Allen, and then Joe Burrow were really the the main guys that could give you that twenty to twenty five to thirty point upside. Sometimes even in the forties, and then maybe bring a, another guy with him. Uh, a lot of times, a, a top type of receiver can unlock some of these quarterbacks. We saw. You know, even with Kirk, Christian Kirk going to, to help out Trevor Lawrence, I think DJ Moore can do that for, for Justin Fields. And I think he's just going to open things up, perhaps a healthy Darnell Mooney. Maybe Claypool gets his act together. So, yeah, I do I do like Justin Fields quite a bit, even at 7,700, just because you, you can get a little cheaper with some of his bring-back options. Uh, you look at Cole Komet, he's only 4,400. DJ Moore is probably the guy most people are going to gravitate to uh, when it comes to a stack, and he's not he's not awful at 6,100 either. Mooney, 45. You want to take a shot on Claypool, 34. But, uh, yeah, I like Fields. And then, I mean, the Packers, Jordan Love looks solid as well. Like, if you yes, look at that, that preseason drive, he looked good. So Christian Watson, 6K. Romeo Dubs caught the, the touchdown uh, from Jordan Love. He's only 4,400. Jaden Reed, another rookie uh, that's probably going to be starting in the slot. It's down at 3K himself, so – there's there's some action. These four o'clock games, you're gonna have to get the right one. That's gonna be the key, I think, to the the week one slate is getting the right four twenty five kickoff game correct. One of these games is gonna go nuts. You gotta hope you have the right one. Many people may go to Miami and the Chargers just because the the higher team total, but it could very easily be any of these other games uh, at four twenty five that go off. I agree, and I do. I. I I could see me playing a Justin Fields, building a lineup with a Justin Fields, and having having an easy run back with a Christian Watson or even an Aaron Jones. You know, yeah. Jones loves playing against the Bears. He he loves doing that. But man, that Jordan Love price at five K. I know it. <sighs> he looks solid. He he did, <sighs> and I just know Eberflus is a, a cover two guy just because his time mm-hmm. um, in Indianapolis. So there's going to be some zone stuff that's going to be open for Jordan Love as well if. They're going to let him throw, then you know why not? Okay, uh, you know, you know, I think about we 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 may need to do Pierre. We may need to do, you and I need to do a head-to-head contest each okay. week, and we we draft our guys, you know, on on the air or something like that, uh, and and be able to do that and build these different stacks because we agree on people, but we disagree mm-hmm. on people too. Uh, so it'd be interesting just to have a little personal contest on that. Uh, as the year goes on, and see who is victorious. We won't do it in the preseason because I am not as obsessed as you are. All right? <laughs> all right. Yeah, we can t- take turns, and we can't take we can't take anyone that the other person's taking. I think it's uh, Al Schmizzle. Uh, he does a cage match every week on uh, uh, his channel and Twitch channel with another uh, analyst himself, and so we can kind of use that format. And you and I can just go at it each week and see who comes out on top at the end of the season. 
I think, though, our tradition here is for me to figure out who you're going to put at quarterback each and every week just from your inflection of your voice. Okay. I don't know if I know right now, but we can, oh. we can try to give us. Oh, well, so we're not going to build a lineup? You don't want to build a lineup? I wasn't planning on building one, no. We're building a lineup, unless you don't have time to build a lineup. Yeah, we're building we a lineup. Figure it out. Um, okay, have a, have a guess. Okay, well, I would have said Sam Howell at 4,900, but I think that you liked it a whole lot more with a uh, Lamar Jackson, actually, at 8K. I think you loved Lamar Jackson from what you were saying. I was like, he, he's in love with Lamar Jackson this week. Yeah, so probably not Lamar, but you, you might be on to something with Sam Howell. Um, I think you may have got that one right. So okay. I just like his price and what he's able to, to allow you to do. So 4900 for for Sam Howell. Uh, we'll go Dotson, um, cheaper way of, of stacking that up. Um, I actually don't want anybody on the Cardinals, so I'm, not, I'm probably not going to do a bring back here. I um, let me go down to the the Raiders. Let me put in a, a cheap defense there at twenty three hundred. So look at that. That gives me sixty three hundred to to kind of play with. That's a that's a, that's a good chunk of change. We got to find a tight end. Let's find a tight end first because then we could just we could plow a whole bunch of things over here. You know what I mean? Let's yeah. let's find our tight end that we are going to settle on here, Pierre. Um, uh, let's see. We 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 have the we have the Hunter Henry in New England, which thirty five hundred. That seems cheap. I don't know where you're floating around at. I love the Hayden Hurst thing at 3K. I love Hayden Hurst at 3K. If they're going to put points on the board, I don't know how they're going to do it deep, like you said, with that Atlanta defense. I just, I, I and, and it's a revenge. Back. It's a revenge game for Hayden Hurst as well. I'll just I'll throw that out there. He's got a lot of revenge games at this point. <laughs> <laughs> what do you like? Oh, okay, okay. So let me do this. I will do a bring back. I'll go Trey McBride. Okay. It gives me a bring back in this game. Uh, again, if Ertz is out, 3,100 for Trey McBride, who should be the, the starting tight end. So we'll go there. We'll go Trey McBride. 6,900 left. So let me get some studs in here. Um, Justin Jefferson. Let's oh, go Justin Jefferson. Hey, you said stud, and you went stud. Um, no matter what, I got to put him in. So give me Cooper Cup as well. Let's do it. Uh, 8,400. Um, give me Dobbins. I, I still think the Texans are going to struggle. So give me Dobbins at, at 6,600 um, for a running back there. Let's get it. Give me about 5,400 on average. Let's see if we can find a, a cheaper running back. Cheap running back at how so much? So we we don't have we don't have Fields who I like. So let's go with Herbert in Chicago. The Packers have always struggled against the run. Um, so we'll go Khalil Herbert. He looked really good in that preseason game. Took like a screen to the house as well. Uh, uh-huh. So fifty three hundred for Herbert. That leaves us fifty six hundred, and uh, we'll pick on my coats here. So if you put Cooper Cup down the flex at wide receiver for fifty six hundred, we can go Christian Kirk. Um, who we talked about, you know, against Jacksonville, who, who tends to, to tear up the coat. So Sam Howell, J.K. Dobbins, Khalil Herbert, Jahan Dotson, Justin Jefferson, Christian Kirk, Trey McBride, Cooper Cup, Raiders defense. That sounds like a good one. That's not the one I put in here. I put okay. McBride. I put McBride in here. Okay. But I but I ended up with uh, Dwayne McBride from the Minnesota Vikings in the running back room. I don't oh, know how that oh happened. Oh boy. Yeah, so so. Um, you probably won't cash. But <laughs> whatever works for you. No, no, we'll do that, Khalil Herbert, right there. It's a good lineup uh, right off the cup. I put that in a free lineup here just to let you know. It's my free lineup here. There so, you go. Hey, I said first thoughts usually do well, so good idea. 
We are running it. Hey, Pierre, thank you very much. You did a great job. I love talking football with you. I don't know what we'll do next week. We'll have some kind of show, though, uh, unless we're doing the other show. Uh, so we'll, we'll figure that out along the way. Uh, but thank you for listening to the DFS Dreamer podcast. That's Pierre at Peewee31 over on Twitter. You can follow me at Loafinit on Twitter. Don't forget to follow the show at FI Today with a little underscore. But more importantly than all those things, always find a way to make a positive impact in somebody's life today. Thank you.